What's going on guys, your boy Chris here from Majidism FC, the go-to destination from everything related to Los Blancos. And thank you for joining me in today's video where we are going to be talking about the game that was AC Milan, Real Madrid, 3-2 favor of Real Madrid. And we're also going to be talking about the ladies on the Kylian Mbappé saga. I haven't commented since, I believe, uh, PSG uh, told them that he couldn't go to Japan. So we're, I am going to talk about that towards the tail end of the video. But most importantly... I think, uh, you know, first game of the preseason, super important. And uh, even though it was the first game, I think there's a lot, a lot to talk about, a lot of lessons to be learned, and a lot of things that uh, that I saw that I found interesting that I want to share with you guys. And I really want to hear you guys' thoughts about what we're going to be talking about today. So first thing is first first preseason game for Real Madrid of the season it was AC Milan's second game of the preseason and you could definitely tell um I thought Real Madrid were overall just slightly better than AC Milan throughout the whole game but AC Milan even though um even though they weren't as good as they weren't bad but even though they weren't as good I thought they were a little bit sharper in their idea so AC Milan played more counter-attack uh, they did have a short spell in the second half where, you know, where they were like, they kind of held us back a little bit, but it was more due to our to our own imprecision and uh, trying out a new system, you know, first game of the season. And then they were just a little bit sharper when it came to that. And, um, you know, the biggest talk uh, going towards this game was the lineups, definitely. And uh, people were like saying, okay, we're going to try the new system. And uh, Ancelotti had alluded that maybe it was going to be a diamond in the midfield. And that's certainly what we got. And I don't think the first team that came out in the first half is going to be the starters, let's say. Obviously, it's going to be a mix between the first half the first half team and the second half team. So um, I thought the midfield was very promising in the first half, uh, which was Jude Bellingham as a 10, Fede Valverde in the right, left Camavinga. And then Kroos as a defensive pivot. So I think this is where, where it's going to cause the most discussion. I think this could be a starter um, a starter lineup uh, midfield for the season. I think obviously it needs to be worked on a little more. But uh, I think Jude Bellingham as a 10, I think worked great. It definitely worked great. I think um, we all know he's really good uh, going offensively. And in Borussia Dortmund, he actually played a lot closer to the baseline of the play so closer to the defense and today we saw him you know uh playing giving his back towards the goal and i think there was a very interesting place that he did um the way he was able to turn very quickly uh, i was very happy to see that he 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 interpreted that position very well fede valverde i think did uh, also quite well as well and then also camavinga i think he he did really good he had a few uh, situations where he, you know, missed possession. He maybe took too long. He was too relaxed. Like, he knew he was too good. And he kind of had a, uh, too much confidence in, in like, holding the ball and, like, trying to do just the extra play, that like, giving that extra flair where, where I thought he didn't have to. So I think Ancelotti has to tell Camavinga, hey, just calm down. You're really good. Just pass the ball quicker, you know, and uh, look for the easy play sometimes. Like, yeah, we know you, you can take on – four players and break lines but sometimes in, in the game you got to slow it down so I feel like I'm a winger needs to work on slowing down the game sometimes I feel like that's that's very important for him to do and uh Kroos as a defensive pivot I think um 
I don't think he's anybody's first choice aside from Ancelotti as uh, playing, you know, in the defensive pivot. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of it. Easily we could put Camavinga there or we could put Chouamini and uh, it will be a lot better. And honestly, I thought it was going to be Camavinga in defensive pivot and then Cross on the left, which I feel like that's more, that's way more natural. But um, that's something Ancelotti has to think about. And it's not crazy to have him as a left midfielder, Camavinga, because he did dominate, you know, this uh, a left, being a left back in that same area position. So he's quite comfortable being in that zone as as he showed us last season. So it's not that crazy. Uh, obviously, first half, we couldn't really take advantage of many of the plays or the chances that we were creating of those uh, progressive carries that we had with Bellingham because, honestly, the system, that system with two two up top with the diamond behind them does not really suit uh, Joselu or Brahim in those positions, right? I think we saw Brahim kind of uncomfortable, kind of not knowing what to do. He's not... He's quick, but he's not fast. You know what I mean? And physically, he's he needs to get stronger. Uh, so that's something that he needs to work on. And you saw him kind of uncomfortable. Uh, so honestly, Brahim plays where Bellingham was playing today. So just to be fair to Brahim, um, I don't wanna I don't wanna you know criticize him too much on that. And obviously, being the first game, and then Joselu, I think whatever it is, either playing as a lone striker. Or playing in a in a three striker like a four three three, I think anything that's not that Joselu just doesn't make sense. And Ancelotti knows. I'm pretty sure probably he just had to, I guess, confirm it and see you know what 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 is it exactly that he can be uh, contributing to the squad when it comes to Joselu. Uh, another thing from 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 the first half was Verlamendi. Goddamn, he 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 started the season right where he ended it. Fucking atrocious. Um, you know, that there's this system with the diamond and the two up top. I feel like it leaves some players just completely almost unusable in this setup. So doesn't make sense. So obviously when you have, obviously we had no width in the first half. There wasn't any Vinicius Jr. There wasn't a player that was interpreting the wing as much. And that's a, that's a situation where you need a left back to, just run up and down and just take advantage of that flank, that empty space. And Fernandinho can't do that, man. He just can't. And um, yeah, so um, if he wants to keep playing in this, in this Real Madrid squad, he better hope that Ancelotti changes system and uh, they go back to a maybe a four three three or something else because that's just not working out for him. And then Lucas Vasquez, I thought he was pretty poor, but you know. With Lucas Vazquez, sometimes you don't know where you're going to get. Sometimes he comes up in a big game and he gets subbed in and he does fucking ph- phenomenal. Um, but sometimes, you know, he, he'll give a dud in, like yesterday and he'll play bad, but not a big deal. Um, it is Lucas Vazquez. Like, we know what he is. This is not... No one's going to be shocked. Like, Mom, did you see what Lucas Vazquez did today? Fucking horrible. No, whatever. And he had a good pass here and there. A, a few good carries. I thought it was pretty good. Militao and Nacho weren't really tested. Um, the the two goals that they that they scored on us, the first goal which was a a, a corner, or was it a cross? I can't I can't quite remember. Uh, very reminiscent of last season where you know every time we had a cross that we would get scored on. So something needs to be uh, happening there. I've said before that not really a fan of the zone marking. I don't know what the fuck 
is a sound marking like who what's a sound like bitch there's no sound like mark your player tallest with the tallest uh shortest with the shortest that's it like old school let's let's not be complicated like let's give players responsibilities um not so marking i hate that bullshit and then Lunin did okay uh second goal that they scored on us basically nacho cleared the ball super bad right through the middle which you're not supposed to do as a defender if you hit it through the middle it has to be really high so the so the team can kind of reset or off to the side maybe even out of bounds who cares so those two mistakes, I give those two preseason mistakes. And then, you know, second half, basically, Ancelotti did eight subs. And then we had uh, Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo come in, which was obviously a lot better. Modric was coming in, Schramini in the pivot, uh, which he didn't really show much. If I'm being honest, Valverde stayed. He played the whole 90 minutes. He was man of the match. He scored two goals, two golazos. And um, Bellingham stayed into the 65th minute. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a lot closer to what Real Madrid can do. Modric uh, did a phenomenal pass to Vinicius Jr. at the end of the game where Vinicius was an absolute decider. He he, you know, he was able to beat the the defender on speed. He was one-on-one with the goalkeeper, and calmly he, you know, finished, and it was a golazo. And I think um, if we are going to play with the two system, with the, sorry, with the two forwards up top, it has to be Vinicius and Rodrigo. And the story, no one else can play there because if not, it just doesn't make sense. And uh, Fran Garcia came in also as well. He, I felt like he was just being very conservative in his first game. He wasn't going up as much, which is totally normal. But he did go up once. He put a really good cross. And I, I, I think, um, and, you know, for the ones that, that have seen him in uh, Rayo Vallecano, we know he can do that all game. And uh, I'm very excited to see Fran Garcia. He was already better than for Lamendi and definitely can show more. So in that system, a player that can take advantage of that flank definitely, definitely is the way to go. So Fran Garcia seems to be um, kind of validated by this system, to be honest. And um, and yeah, Carvajal, I guess, you know, he did fine. Um, Rudiger, I saw him kind of lose the focus a little bit. Alaba, I guess, did well. Nothing too much to show, and then Rodrigo had a few had a chance with the you know he had like a like a knuckleball shot, three finger shot, however you want to call it, and uh, it was a good it was a good um, it was definitely a good chance for Real Madrid. But um, yeah, let me know what you guys think about the system. I think if we are going to use this system, it has to be worked on like a lot, like, and I, I don't know if Ancelotti is the guy to do that because you know tactically you got to really know how the players are going to move. And uh, there's some things that are working that, you know, we've, we've always done that they work. For example, Rodrigo and Valverde showing the pitch. I think it, it's good because Brahim, in, as a right forward, he kind of just stays there, doesn't really know when to crawl, like when to come in the center. And uh, Rodrigo is very fluid and he leaves a lot of space on the right. And then that creates a lot of space for Valverde to come attack. And I think... That's part of the reasons we saw those two goals because I think Rodrigo and Valverde always a good combination on the right hand side, and um, and yeah. So uh, honestly, I gotta give credits to all the subscribers that were saying in the previous videos that we need to play with the three five two, and I think it's worth exploring. It's definitely worth exploring. I thought you guys were a little bit crazy, but after seeing yesterday's system, and since we are in the spirit of testing new systems, sorry, I just move the mic. Um, I think a 3-5-2, it is worth it because 
if you're trying to put in more players in the midfield, um, you're trying to be also de- uh, defensively solid, maybe play with two pivots, you know, two wingbacks, I think that's good. And then Vinicius is already playing more towards the center. Um, you know, we have Fran Garcia, Carvajal. I think it does make sense, and it does give you that diamondish. It's not a diamond if it's a three-five-two. It becomes a triangle, right? Two defensive pivots, and then one number ten. So that could easily be Camavinga, Schwameni, Camavinga, Cross, Bellingham, Camavinga, Cross, Modric. It's still more. You know, it's still more. Um, there's a lot more synergy when it comes to the type of squad that we have, right? now so uh so yeah guys men of the match valverde let me know your thoughts bellingham i thought he did really good i was very very excited uh obviously we couldn't see arda guler that's a shame because everyone's going crazy for it and i believe he, he will be able to play the game against manchester united but uh moving on to other things uh so kylian mbappe so just to catch up some people kylian mbappe was told not to travel to Japan on the Japan tour with PSG. And uh, that came to a shock because, you know, they've been saying, hey, you need, you need, we give you to this day, to the 31st, to, to give your answer whether you want to stay, whether you want to stay and renew or you're going to leave right now. So he did not give an answer. So Al-Khalafi took it as, okay, bitch, you're not renewing. So I'm going to put you off for sale. Therefore, you are going to train with the players who are transferable and... You're not going to Japan, motherfucker. So, Kylian uh, Mbappé stayed in in, PS, in Paris while the team uh, went to Japan. And, um, and yeah, so basically leaks started coming out saying that, you know, uh, Mbappé is basically a traitor. He's got to go now, ASAP, blah, 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 blah. And then as of today, big news is that you know, obviously, PSG has has been saying that they've received that they have received a lot of offers from many different clubs, uh, Premier League clubs. You know, Chelsea, Man United, uh, Tottenham, which is absolutely hilarious, uh, Barcelona, which is fucking hilarious. I saw this meme that said, "Yeah, Barcelona's offering a Spotify premium membership and some some other stuff." Uh, obviously, Barcelona's not gonna do shit. And then the biggest one that's grabbing headlines is the one that I believe is Al-Hilal uh, team or Al-Ali team from Saudi Arabia. They're offering 300 million euros to PSG as a transfer uh, cost. That's fucking insane. And, they're do- and, they're, and they're, they want to offer Mbappé a one-year contract with a 700 million euros a year. That's almost a you're almost a billionaire for playing one season in Saudi Arabia, and um, you know most likely, most likely, uh, and you know Mbappe is probably gonna say no because he's like you know what the fuck because at this point he's like dude what are you are you some sort of circus like are you like a like a circus attraction that just travels through the world just playing like what the fuck right? But I'm sure Mbappe and his mom and the lawyer looking at each other is like seven hundred million. God damn! Just just one season, uh, things can happen. But I think all the credible journalists are giving are, are giving credibility only that he wants to go to Real Madrid. Um, so now the ball is on Florentino Perez's court, pretty much. Before it was on PSG's court, then it went to Mbappe's court. Now it's up to Florentino Perez to to come in and say, "Hey, 180, 160, 200, whatever it is," and. Um, I think it's up for the taking. 
you know let's let's see how it plays out you never know with 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 the characters in this movie but um you know they're saying that you could even take you could even bid as much as 160 and and he might be yours so who knows how how true that is obviously we know that once he comes we got to give him another bonus you know on the table you know that bullshit kind of like the mafia but um but yeah, the Al Hilal thing is is the thing that's been uh, going on the news today, and um, yeah, it's pretty crazy what what they're willing to do just for one season for a player. Um, yeah, that's that's absolutely wild. Let me know your guys' thoughts on that transfer. Let me know if uh, Real Madrid should wait, and you know, I I hear that Mbappe is willing to sit out the whole season. He does not care, and um, we'll see how that plays out, guys. So let me know you guys' thoughts on the game formations. 3-5-2, I thought you guys were crazy, but you guys are not. Mbappe, he actually might come. Give your guys a uh, prediction when do you think he's going to come, whether it's going to be July 31st. Just give me a day, just just to be fun. You know, it could be August. Say, hey, August 3rd is going to be the day. Boom. Um, let me know you guys' thoughts on all that. And, you know, follow me on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts if you guys would just want to listen to the audio version. And then, obviously, in the beginning of the video, you guys probably saw my social media handles just follow me on there if you guys can that'd be greatly appreciated i'm trying to go my i'm trying to grow my twitter following which is low it's super low but um you know twitter is doing some interesting things now well now it's called x and um yeah it's gonna be fun guys so yeah next video is against manchester united i'm probably gonna you know give a resume of the of the game tactical analysis and then probably some other mbappe news and uh, hopefully we'll get to see Arda Guder, guys. So, yeah, guys, thank you guys for showing up. See you guys in the next. A la Madrid.